when you are meeting people for the first time and you are unsure about people and you're trying to decide what do I think of what do I think of these people for example first day of school you walk in and you're in a new place or maybe it's same school just a new year and you have new people you've never met before or maybe it's a, um, a job interview maybe you're going face to face with a potential boss and you are trying to figure out what is this person going to think of me? Am I going to like this boss? Because you're interviewing him or her just as much as that person is interviewing you. You're trying to size them up. Like, what kind of boss is this going to be? Maybe it's like a, a mixer. Um, maybe it's like a mixer I went to when I was a junior in college. A mixer is just a place where a bunch of people get together, a group like this. And like we did earlier tonight, you walk around and meet people and... Maybe you have um, some milkshakes, for example, in your hand, and like I did when I was a junior, I went to this social club mixer on Harding University's campus where I attended, and I'm at this mixer, not because I'm in that social club, so I really don't belong there, but because, can anybody guess why? You're friends with That is true, because freshman girls are going to be there. That's exactly why. So freshman girls are going to be there, and I'm shameless. I did mooch off of my friends being there, so I stopped by. Oh, imagine you being out here on the front lawn. I had no idea you'd be out here. And so they're mixing, and everybody's got all name tags, or maybe they don't. But, uh, you know, they're thinking, um, I need to meet a bunch of people. Is this a club, a group of people I want to be a part of? And it is my recollection, and I ran it past my wife, that that is the first time we met face-to-face -face and shook hands and said, hey, my name is... Now, the truth is, I already knew her name. I have no idea if she knew my name at that point, but I knew her name because I was a stalker, and I wanted very badly to meet her, and so I really was at that mixer, very much hoping that I would meet Ashley Adams. And boy, did my life change that day because I met someone who, when I, when I met this girl, something happened in me, like my, my insides, Dude, you're just, uh, you're gonna think how lame until it happens to you. And your insides like flutter and your heartbeat quickens. And you just like, bleh, bleh, I don't know what to say. And you get sweaty palms and it's, it's uh, a strange thing. But I knew that this person I just met was unlike any of the other people I had met. I've met some wonderful people and there are. There are awesome people, but this one made me feel different than how I felt with others. And that is kind of like what we want you to experience with God. We want you to have a personal relationship with him that your insides flutter when you think of what God has done for you. When you think of the powerful things he's done, I want you to swoon when you look at the stars. I want you to just be blown away, your mind to be blown every time you think of what God does for you. And I want you to just be in such gratitude and like have tears come to your eyes when you think what lengths he's gone to to show his love to you. That's what we want for you. We want to help you get to know God because these are fair questions. Who is God? Does he like me? Am I going to like him? Just how powerful is God anyway? Is he trustworthy? Can I, can I trust him? Can I commit 
my whole life to him. Because that's what we at church say and what in scripture we read, to give our lives to him. It's yours now, not mine. Is he worthy of that? That's what we want for you. Those are, those are valid questions you should ask when you meet someone that you think, I want to commit my life. Like, is this person trustworthy? So that's why we're beginning this series. Hello, my name is. Because we want to introduce you or help you get to know God in a more personal way than you've ever known him. <coughs> There's at least one, there are many major challenges, but let me start with one major challenge to this series, to this idea. Getting to know God personally. At least one, maybe multiple. Who is God? Who is he? If you walked in the room, would you recognize him? If you did recognize him, would you even be like, would you know what to think about him? What is he like? He's so complex, so huge, so awesome. And I mean that in the real sense, not in the way I say many other things are awesome. But he is so other than anything I know. Who is God? One way to illustrate this is if you stood up in your classroom courageously, boldly, and decided, I'm going to boast about the Lord. I'm going to boast. I'm going to do what we talked about a few weeks ago. And you said, I believe in God. What would the people in your room think you mean by that, in your classroom, think you mean by that? They might think you mean very different things because the word God, we put the word God here, has very different ideas behind what that word means. And so we have to start by who is God? What is he like? And uh, you may think of an old man with long hair and sits on the throne. He's like bored all the time unless he's like, ooh, somebody's in trouble. I better get him. And like that's when he, that's his thing. Or he's, uh, I won't tell you what you think. You can talk about that in a small group. But different ideas come to mind. Maybe you think of many, many gods. So let's begin at the very beginning. The very first time the word God is found in scripture is in the very beginning. And it's, it starts this way. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but if you think that by seeing that God is his name, I would be right there with you. In the beginning, God. God is the name of the person who did all of the creating on heaven and on earth. The truth is, I don't know this language, but... The people who know the language that this was written in, Hebrew, tell me, or write, that this is, the word that's here is actually a word called Elohim. Would you say that word? Elohim. Elohim. See it up there somewhere? Elohim. It means God. And you see on our wall back here, it's actually a lowercase g. You might think, that's not okay. His name is God. Well, that's actually, that's actually a title. It is a title that really more accurately just means a spiritual being a divine one and if you read scripture it doesn't take long until you get into parts of scripture that help you see there's more than one spiritual being there's more than one Elohim y'all with me so let's go to let's go to this slide let's see God equals Elohim it's a Hebrew word Elohim just means spiritual being so what that verse actually says is, in the beginning, a spiritual being created the heavens and the earth. Are you okay with that translation? Or does that bother you? In the beginning, a spiritual being. 
It doesn't bother me because I know it wasn't a human being who created it. Can you, like, how powerful does a being have to be to create something from nothing? That's a rhetorical question. I, I don't know. Like, you, it is the most, most powerful being. It is someone who existed before anything else existed. So is your mind boggled now? Like, how does something exist before anything else exists? Because he is above all things. This is a spiritual being among other spiritual beings who is on a level, on a plane, on a so far higher than any others that he is able to actually make stuff happen, create something out of nothing. That's an extremely powerful being. So which being, if there are multiple spiritual beings, if there are lots of spiritual beings, think angels and think evil spirits, we call demons, there are lots of spiritual beings so which one created? That's a fair question. If there are a lot of spiritual beings, which one created? In recorded in our scriptures, this is the first place that the word the name of God is mentioned. The name, not the title. The name of the one who created. And I'm very grateful that Kenan referenced it earlier when he shared and last week at Fall Retreat, Brad talked about it. Does anybody know the name? Yahweh. Let's meet it. Oh, let's go back. God replied to Moses. This is in the encounter that Moses had with a burning bush. A bush that was on fire that did not burn up. Miraculous. God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to tell you what happened before this. Sorry. What happened before this is he's telling Moses, you got to go tell Pharaoh, let my people go out of Egypt. Let him go. Go tell the most powerful man in the world let my people go go tell him what to do and he's like wait oh who what authority like what am i supposed to say when they say who told you to say that and this is where god responds this is who you should tell him sent you i am who i am that's his answer say this to the people of israel this is what you're going to say i am has sent me to you God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the spiritual being of your ancestors, the spiritual being, the Elohim of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to, to be remembered or to remember for all generations. Excuse me. So, again, y'all are learning some Hebrew tonight. Eya. Will y'all say Eya? Yeah. means I will be. That's actually the word that God says, that Yahweh says, I will be. But I can't go and say I will be because you know why? I'm not him. So I have to say in third person. Y'all know pronouns? Y'all get that? So I can't say I will be. I have to say, well, he will be. So guess what the word for he will be is? Yahweh. Okay. There's our God. There's our most powerful incredible creator God, what does it mean to say I am who I am or I will be or he will be? What does that mean? It means he just is. He always has been. There, You draw a line back that way with an arrow and he never, it never stops. He has always existed that way and draw another line that way, an arrow that way. He'll always exist that way. He just is. That means he's so powerful that he's everywhere, everywhere, all at the same time. That means he's all-knowing, so he knows everything all at the same time. 
That means he's all he's so powerful, he can do whatever comes to his mind to do. He can create. He is like I, it's hard for me to even acknowledge that, but if that kind of being, if that person, if that spiritual being, a god, tells me what to do, then I'm going to say, "Well, Yahweh, glad to meet you. I will do whatever you tell me to do." That is what Moses encountered. So that that God seems so far away, so distant from us. Like, there's no way I can relate to a God that big, that far, that vast. He's too big. I'm a tiny little being. I'm, how? What am I supposed to do? Well, then we read this in Deuteronomy 10, 17. For the Lord, your God, is the God of gods and the Lord of lords. He is the great God, the mighty and awesome God. So it's for Yahweh. It's a person. It's a person. Yahweh is your spiritual being, Yahweh, the one, the only, the creator God. He is the spiritual being who is your, he's yours. So there are lots, I don't know if this analogy works, but there are lots of women in the world, but my wife is mine. I don't mean I possess her. I just mean she, we belong together. There are plenty of spiritual beings, angels, demons, other spiritual beings that that are at work in a, in a visible way we cannot see. In the visible, we cannot see. But we have one who is the creator God who's saying, I am yours, and you are mine. And when it says, is the God of gods, that means there are other spiritual beings, but he is the ultimate, above all of them. He's the chief. He's superior. He's the boss. He's supreme. Everyone answers to him. To who? To who? Yahweh. I want to make sure we're on the same page. When it says capital Lord, all caps Lord, it's talking about Yahweh. So who is the God of gods? Who? Yahweh is. I want you to know him by name. And he is the Lord of lords. He's in charge of all the people who think they're in charge. Who is the Lord of lords? Yahweh. Yahweh. That's, I'm just telling you what it says. That's what the scripture says. And that is the God that we worship. He is the great God. The mighty and awesome God. You'd have to be if you created things. You'd have to be if you are all-powerful and know everything and have existed forever. You'd have to be if you can be everywhere at all times. You'd have to be the biggest, best one of all, the most high. It would be kind of like the, um, I like this analogy. Um, we can know God. We can know him because he's our God. But you can't fully know him. You can know him, know who he is, but you can't fully know him. It would be like going to a horse and uh, saying, um, the horse is telling his, uh, does anybody ride horses in here? We have some horse people. Uh, okay, we have some horse people, but um, you're a horse person? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your horse loves you, Austin, loves you. He says, man, I have an experience. I love my master, my owner, my master. I love my, my owner. And um, man, I know him and we know each other and we have a great relationship. And, and he's telling his other horse friends at night in the stalls, you know, like, man, I love my master, uh, Austin. I don't know if you own a horse, but you get the idea. And um, it's just like, is your, that's, that's my human. Austin, that's my human. Does that horse fully know Austin? No. no. They have a relationship. And you who have pets, you know, you have a relationship with your pets. 
that horse does not fully know his master, his owner. He's, he can't fully understand. He may hear, understand like, yeehaw, or giddy up. But he doesn't understand like when we're, Austin's over there talking and then pulls out this thing and is playing. And he does, it's like, I don't understand what they're saying. He's speaking these strange sounds. But man, his ways are not my ways. He's just, he's greater than I am. And he's like, I don't understand why he's wearing those things on his flesh, on his body. And he has hair. So why is he wearing those things, those clo- that clothing? I don't get it. He's telling his other horse friends. I don't understand. But he's like, but I, I, just, I don't know. His ways are higher than my ways. It is, God's ways are so far above ours. We can know him, but we'll never fully know him while we're on this earth and these bodies. We're just too, we're too different. But God says, nonetheless, we have a relationship and you can know me. And this is a prayer called the Shema. It's in also Deuteronomy. That's a fun word to say. Say Shema. Listen, O Israel. Listen. Listen, O Israel. You're not Israel, but listen, people who follow Yahweh. The Lord, or Yahweh, is our God. Yahweh alone. And you must love Yahweh, your God, or your spiritual being. Love Yahweh with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. Love Yahweh intimately, personally, like you care about him deeply and like you're getting to know him because he cares about you and you care about him even though he knows everything about you and we know a very tiny bit that he has so generously let us know about himself so this is the bottom line for tonight God desires to be known by you and I'm not saying you're we're a bunch of horses actually we're called sheep in scripture maybe dumber than horses we are but we our master our leader our god our spiritual being has decided in his graciousness despite his hugeness and his otherness his transcendence he's above us so high he has said i want to know you and i want you to be known I want you to know me better. This would be kind of like, think of someone you'd want to know personally who's famous, someone who is so distant from you that you think that politician, that celebrity, that musician, whatever, is so separate from me that you can't just decide, I want to get to know him or her, and you get to know them. You can't do that. What, what does it take for you to get to know that famous person? They have to decide, I want to get to know this person. I want to, has anybody ever been invited backstage or you've gone backstage for a concert and met somebody famous backstage? Or, no? Somebody? You've gotten to go backstage to meet a famous person or you've gotten to interact with a, a famous celebrity, politician, whatever you have? Yeah. That person has to be the one to extend an invitation for you to come into relationship with him or her. And what if, imagine that person that's in your mind of a famous person, someone you'd love to get to know. Imagine if that person said, I want to hang out with you more. As a matter of fact, like there's some things I really would love to share with you that are on my heart, like some secrets. I don't really tell a lot of people. I want to tell you these things. What if that person said, would you come on the road with me or would you come to work with me? I would love to, like, I, I really see something in you. Let's hang out. Let's work together. 
That is kind of what it's like with God saying, I want to invite you into a relationship. I want us to know one another closely. I want us to hang out and get to know each other well. I want to let you in on my heart, my secrets, my world. I want to let you know about what's what matters to me. And I have a mission that I want you to be a part of. I want us to partner with together on that. Because God desires to be known by you. So here's the question. Do you know God personally? Do you know Yahweh by name? Do you know him as more than just a spiritual being? A someone out there that I, I don't know. We want to help you in this series get to know God personally as Yahweh. And you can do that by listening to him. Listening to his word. Choose a Bible app reading plan that says who is God or who is Jesus. Who I want to know God. Tell me more about him. And type in a search and listen to God's word. Then, like those of you who went to fall retreat last week, we practice, and if you haven't learned it, I'd be happy to teach you, meditate. Sit your bottom back in the back of your seat, your feet on the floor, close your eyes, and meditate. What would you meditate on? Meditate on that word, Yahweh. What does it mean to be, I will be, or he will be? Meditate on a quality of his that you think is incredible, like, he made soft puppies. And he lives in me. Um, meditate on his, that he's a creator, that he loves, that he wants to be known by you. Meditate on him. And then maybe you could actually ask him, God, if you're like the most famous of all famous people, would you let me get to know you better? And it doesn't hurt to ask. As a matter of fact, he says, if you ask, you will receive. So why don't you ask him, God, when you're meditating, when you're praying, I want to know you better. Will you help me know you personally? So if you're in this room, listen, if you don't know him personally yet, this is a great time to just be curious about him. It will not hurt you to know the creator who says, I want, I'm yours, I love you. It won't hurt you. It will only open your life up to not stumble around in darkness like, why are we here? What are we doing here? And you will know the purpose, the one who put us here. You will know him personally, Yahweh. Time to get to go talk about this in small groups. This is heavy, but it's so good. And so I hope that uh, you'll have good conversations in small groups. If you're not sure where that meets, that small group meets, will you come find me right there and I'll connect you to that small group.
Can I email all the questions or text them to you? Um, do you